the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. The Bible teaches us in Romans chapter 1 that the gospel, which is God's word, is the power of God unto salvation. The healing, the wholeness, the soundness, the deliverance, the peace, the comfort, and everything else that salvation brings that God wants it to bring is all in God's word. But the Bible also tells us that the gospel is not the power of God unto salvation for everybody, but it's only so unto them that believe. That means that if we don't respond properly to the word of God that's preached to me and you by believing it, then the power of God unto salvation won't manifest for me and you. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to the word of God that's preached to me and you. So that the power of God unto salvation that could have manifested from the gospel preached to us will actually manifest for us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 4. Because see, it's important to understand that everybody doesn't move forward based upon God's Word. Let's see some characteristics of the people who drew back so that you, if you see any of these things in yourself, just stay quiet. Keep your face forward. Make the adjustment. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into this rest, that any of us should come short of it. He said in verse 2, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Stop for a second. See, the gospel was preached unto them. So that means to everybody, to the ones that got it, the ones that didn't get it, the, the, the word was preached. So the word was preached to everybody. It said, because for unto us, the gospel was preached. That word preached means to be proclaimed. Glory to God. And since the word gospel means glad tidings, good news. See, it's good. The Bible is full of good news. So I can't understand why folk don't read the Bible. The Bible is good news. Even revelations is good news. I don't read Revelation. Folk go crazy when they read Revelation. Bible says you're blessed if you read and understand Revelation. If nothing else, you should be excited that you ain't going to be here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When all this stuff started happening, you you gone. The church is gone. Y'all know that, right? The church is gone. So it's good news. It's good news that you don't have to be broke no more. At least to the broke it is. To the sick, it's good news you ain't got to be sick no more. To the folk who have temper problems, it's good news that you can have peace and not be you know, slapping everybody upside their head and getting slapped back and stuff. It's good news. It's good news that you can stop stealing. Folk was like, really? Yeah. yeah. So put my Bible back after you finish with it. Praise God. 
it's good news that this stuff can happen for us. Shoot, that's good news. And when it's proclaimed, it excites you. It fires you up. You be like, I can have that? Glory to God. Glory to God. It's like you get excited about it. But that ain't enough. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Which means that when the folk heard it, they didn't mix faith with it. They didn't trust it. They didn't believe it. They didn't rely upon it. They didn't have confidence in it. They did not believe that God's word was true and that God would do what he said he would do. And because they didn't mix faith with it, they didn't get it. That's why when the word is extended, favor is extended, but extended favor does not guarantee you results. It's not until you mix faith with it and begin to start acting upon what it is he said, doing what it is he said. Are you listening to me? For instance, for instance, for instance, you know, we could be all in here right now and enjoying a powerful word from this little powerful brother up in the middle of this powerful church. Praise God. And we could be all getting excited. And all of a sudden, somebody all the way back at the back, the brother Tom Rivera might run in, act like he running in. He just ran in <laughs> and then holler out real loud to everybody up in here. The church is on fire. Let's go. The church is on fire. Let's go. Man, that church ain't on fire the way you saying that. <laughs> Say it like the church is really on fire. And then he take off and run out. And we see him do it. Now, now, now. A lot of us can say we believe him. We'd be like, well, praise God, I believe the brother. The church is really on fire. But if you ain't standing up, grabbing up your stuff, and getting up out of here, you a lie and you know it. You don't believe him. You might have considered it. It's a possibility. It's a probability. I might even smell a little smoke. It's probability. But I don't see no fire yet, so I ain't moving. But see, no, you don't move based upon that. You move based upon that word that came that told you that there's fire up in here. I, he really did run. I was like, dang, where is the brother? <laughs> Welcome. He ran and got his wife. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> He'd be like, come on up in here, baby. It's, it's, amen. But unless you make a move, then you're demonstrating you don't really believe it. And God said, do you believe that I can do for you what I said I can do? Then there ought to be some move you make that demonstrates the fact that you really do believe it. Because if you're still sitting on your tail 30 minutes after he done told you that the building's on fire, then there's no better for you when you burn up. I'm teaching real good right now. Folk don't like it. God already told you where the exit is, told you which direction to go, told you that it's burning. <laughs> he done sent a brother named Tom Rivera all the way in here just to be able to holler and tell you that it's there. You watch him run out the door so you know exactly which door to run out of and everything else like that. And you still don't do nothing about it. No better for you. <coughs> and a lot of us be walking around feeling sorry for people. Right. You don't mind if I go there, do you? Don't get mad at me now. A lot of us walk around feeling sorry for Man, I feel so sorry for that brother here in this situation. Don't. God keep telling him what to do. He ain't doing it. God keep telling him how to get him out of it. He was sitting there, heard it preached just like me. Because it was preached to all of us. That's right. But we mix faith with it. Yes, we did. Amen. Because some folk like the situation they're in. Y'all know that, don't you? That's why they talk about it all the time. Brag about it. Talk about it. Tell everybody about it. Know how to put uh, motions in with it and everything. Else. Know how to explain it. Know how to jerk that tear out of you at the right time and then put their hand out to get something at the right time. 
know exactly how to pull it off. But they like what they're in because they keep doing it. Mm-mm-mm-mm. They just love it. Because the Bible said, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And you, love, you, you keep doing what you love. He said, we go back to the Bible because I'm losing people. Hebrews chapter 4. Don't get mad at me, praise God. Hebrews chapter 4. He said, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in that they heard it. For we which have believed do enter into the rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the earth. He says, he, he, now, now see, he believes it. He said, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of, he told you why, unbelief. Absence of belief. That's what unbelief is about. An absence of belief. Because belief is not there, that's why they didn't enter into it. That's why they didn't make a move. That's why they still sat there, although the brother cried out that the building's on fire. Because there was an absence of belief. Because if you believe it, you will act upon it, and then you will then turn around and do it. And it will profit you. That profit means to be useful, to benefit. I like this. It also translates advantage, meaning that God gives you an advantage when he gives you the word of God. It also means it better as though it will better you and make you a better person. And if you apply that word, it'll have you a better lifestyle. It'll have a better financial situation, have a better physical situation. It'll have a better relationship between husbands and wife, better relationships between parents and their children and the children and the parents. Better if you apply the word and do what it is it tells you to do. And it also means to prevail, P-R-E-V-A-I-L, prevail. But this is prevail as in cause you to prevail, comes and aids you and helps you to prevail. See, the word of God that God sends to you is sent to gain an advantage. He gives you a head up, a leg up. He gives you opportunities that other folk don't have. Y'all better come on up in here with me. He gives you opportunities other folk don't have. See, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a son of God. Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 11, he came to his own, but his own received him not. That's the ones that heard the word preached but rejected it. Received him not, neither did they know him. But to them that received him, verse 12 said, that's us. To them that received him, gave he the power. That word power means right, privilege, and authority. He gave us the right, the privilege, and the authority to become sons of God. Even to them that believe on that name. Which means we just gained an advantage. Why? Because God is not just our God. God is our Father. And by being our Father, tell me that the Father ain't going to come through for you. Oh, y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. Tell me that if I was a person that had jacked up credit, messed up credit, might not have enough money. But yet if I found out that my father owned Hovey Motors and my daddy, owned, I said my daddy, my daddy owns Hovey Motors and I'm in good standing with him. And I could go over to the Hovey Motors. Don't tell me I ain't driving out of there with one of those cars. I'm driving out because my daddy owned the car lot. Are you listening to me? Because I got an advantage other folk don't have. They have to check their they, they, they credit record. They ain't got to check my credit record because he already know where I live. I'm his son. And he going to set me out. Tell me if my father owns a corporation and everybody else is applying for the job. 
and they have to worry about their qualifications. They have to worry about their education. They got to worry about, you know, their recommendations. They got to worry about all that. But if my daddy owned the job and, and I'm in good with my father and, and, and that promotion has opportunity to be received by me, what you mean that I ain't got the qualifications? What you mean I ain't got the recommendations? What you, obviously, you don't know I got an advantage. What advantage? That I sleep in the same house as the one that owns the company. And because of that, I'm getting a job. He's not going to come to me and tell me, well, son, you really don't qualify. Bunk that. I'm telling mama. We got an advantage. And God gives each and every one of us an advantage that we don't even know nothing about. And every time he extends a word to you, he extends to you an advantage, an opportunity that you didn't have before. Because remember, God says everybody and everything in this world belongs to me. And don't tell me I can't turn that man's heart that I need to turn his heart for him to be able to get you to come in and do the work that I want you to do. Don't matter whether or not he know you. You don't need to know everybody. You know God. You don't need to know what be all plugged into the right circus and trying to hook up with every association you can find with and paying thousands of dollars in dues out every year. You ain't got to do all that nonsense. Just hook up with God. And since you're already hooked up with God, you got an advantage. And it's going to benefit you and it's going to be useful to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is doing me good. Makes you better. Glory to God. When that word comes to you, it's making you better. See, I know you think you're all right where you are, but if God extended you a word, it's because he wants you to get better. He wants you to act better, talk better, live better, walk better, be better. He wants you better. Are you listening to me? <laughs> also, also, he wants you to prevail. So he's going to send you a word to help you prevail. God said, I'm about to help you out. I'm going to get you to what you could never get to if you're just willing to do what I tell you to do. And it will profit you. Are you listening to me? That's if you mix it with faith. Mix implies to add another ingredient, to add another ingredient, as well as to temper it. Temper means to implies to add another substance. I ain't going to do like I did at 8 o'clock. I messed this example all up because I asked them, could they cook? And they said, yeah. And then I asked them an example and they couldn't give me no answer. Praise God. So I ain't going to put you all out there like that. I'll just say it myself. You taste something that you cook, praise God, and then you add another ingredient to it. When you taste it again, it will change the flavor based upon what was added. And then God's trying to give you a word to change the flavor of your life because a lot of your lives are bitter. A lot of your lives cause you to pucker up, squint. Come on up in here. Some stuff is sour. Y'all ain't got to say amen. It's true. Anyway, I'm anointed by the Holy Ghost. I'm all plugged in. Praise God. And, 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 and a lot of us are like that. But at the same time, God says, I want to change the faith. I want to sweeten up your life a little bit. The Lord is sweeter than the honey in the honeycomb. And he wants to add his word to your life. And it'll sweeten things up and make everything fine and divine all up in the middle of your house. And it also implies to add another substance to it. And that concept is to change the consistency of it. Like, for instance, you know, the gold that you have on, you know, 14K, 10K, you know, some of y'all got two 4K. You know, praise God. But can I tell you something? It's not all gold. I folks don't know that. Everything I got, it's all, it's 100% gold. No, it ain't precious. No, no. You know, <laughs> no, it's not. You know, one way you can tell is squeeze it. If you squeeze it and it's the same shape it was, it proved that it's not all gold. Because gold is a very soft material. Soft material, especially the one when, when, it, when they get it ready to be used for jewelry. It's very soft. But they have to add another alloy to it in order to give it more consistency because otherwise, whatever they shape it in will lose its shape the moment it runs under pressure. It loses its shape because it's too soft. And that sounds like most believers. They're so soft. 
that God tries to shape you and mold you and tell you what you can be and what you can have. But then you run into a little pressure and you got this big dent upside your head or this dent upside your relationship and stuff like that where the pressure hit. Are you listening to me? But God said, I'm trying to add a word in that you can mix it in with it. Such a way was it will strengthen you and make you strong enough to be able to handle the pressure and don't lose the shape and consistency that I give you. But see, you got to add this to you. You know, are you listening to me? Turn to Numbers 13, Numbers 13. Numbers, oh, he about to give us a number. No, amen. Numbers 13. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting on. <laughs> Numbers 13. God's trying to add some stuff to you, get you strong enough to receive what he has in store for you. Now here, we're going to be talking about a people that should have, but didn't receive the promise that God has in store for them. So we can see this in operation because it'll be helpful you. Numbers 13, verse 1. It says, and the Lord says unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Out of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Every one a ruler among them. Which means they already know how to control some stuff. Stop for a second. Who's the men that he's talking about? He's talking about the children of Israel. When? He's talking about this after he delivered them out of Egyptian bondage. Remember, God had already delivered the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. They're in the wilderness now on their way to the promised land. Now, when they were delivered from the Egyptian bondage, they were delivered from Egyptian bondage, not because of anything that had to do with them per se. Wasn't their strength, wasn't their might, wasn't their ability, wasn't their wisdom, wasn't their knowledge, because they was all slaves, every one of them. And they were slaves to arguably the strongest army on the face of the earth at that time. But God delivered them with a mighty hand. Delivered them in such a way where they were free, rich, and healed, which is a type of the church, what the church should be. Church should be free, church should be rich, and church should be healed. Are you listening to me? So he delivered them out of Egyptian bondage with a mighty hand. All they had to do was do what he said to do. He told them what to do. Go get you a lamb. Kill it. Drain the blood. Put the blood in a pot. Use a hyssop. Soak the door with the, with the blood. Roast a lamb, eat all of it, representing the word of God, internalize it, get it all on the inside of you, put on your clothes like you're going somewhere, demonstrating your hope and your faith. And as a result of that, they woke up in the morning and they was free. Praise God. Woke up in the morning, 400 years of bondage was over. They about to go free. Blessed be the name of the Lord, which is shouting ground. But it wasn't based upon what they did per se. It's based upon what they did in obeying what God said. If they do what God said, they got set free. So I already know that God is off the hook because he already delivered them from the most powerful army that existed at that time. And then that God goes and tells Moses and the Lord said unto Moses saying, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Notice that I give unto the children of Israel. That's what God said to Moses. So verse three says, and Moses by the commandment of the Lord sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And then it names who they was and stuff. Bubba, Ray, Ray, Mount, Miguel, Raul, all them. Drop down to verse 16. These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called O'Shea, the son of Nun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he had a daddy. Praise No, for real. Uh, and and, and j- j- Nun, you know, and I'll use it next week. It didn't work. Praise God. Verse 7, verse 17. And watch this now. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them. Now, this is what Moses said to them. Get ye up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, which what it is and the people that dwell therein, 
whether they be strong or weak, few or many. Stop for a second. Wait a minute. Hold your finger there. Look back at verse two. When Moses, when God spoke to Moses, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. That's what God said. Go back to verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get ye up this way southward and go up into the mountains and see the land which it is and what it is and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. God didn't say all that. God didn't say all that. God told them, go look at the land that I'm giving you. That's all he told them to do. Look at the land that I'm giving you. But when Moses dispatched them, Moses dispatched them and told them, go look at the land, see what it is, what it ain't. Go see who there. Go see how many they be, how many they is, see if they few, see if they many, see if they strong, see if they weak. Those are all irrelevancies to what it is that God's about to do to them. Those are all, y'all stay with me now. Those are all irrelevancies to what it is that God said. That's why God didn't include all of that because I ain't got nothing to do with what, see, wait a minute, hold up. What difference does it make whether they strong or weak? What difference does it make whether they few or many? What difference does it make whether or not who the people are that's there. That ain't got nothing to do with whether or not God's going to give me this land because God already delivered me from a land for, with the strongest people that existed and I didn't have to do nothing but do what God said. So in this situation, ain't nothing different. All I got to do is do what God said and he's going to do the exact same thing. But many times other thoughts begin to enter in that you ought not be thinking. Other thoughts and criterion begin to enter in that you ought not have nothing to do with whether or not God's going to do what he said he's going to do. What difference does it make how many people are with you? What difference does it make how many people they are? What difference does it make how, what education they are? How long they've been in business and how long you've been in business and, and, and whether or not you got a, 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 this, a business plan and they got, don't have a business plan and, and you got this and you got, what, what, what difference does it make? Is God on your side? Did God say he's going to do it? God said he's going to do it. That's the end of the conversation. You just go check out what you're about to get. You about to go roll in your car that you about to have. You go walk on the property that you about to own. You go look at the business that you about to own. Come on up in here. That's all you need to focus on. But Moses added in all this other superfluous stuff. See, I got an education. Superfluous. I can spell it too. Praise God. Superfluous stuff. That's got nothing to do with what it is that God is saying. Y'all looking at me. But what other stuff do you be considering when God has told you what he's going to do for you? What thoughts are running through your head? Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about that? What what about it? God said, I'm going to give it to you. God said, I'm going to do it for you. God said, I'm going to come through for you. God said, I'm going to set you out. God said, I'm going to. What difference does it make? We had all this other stuff that ain't got nothing to do. Ain't got nothing. I'm all knowing it right now. Ain't got nothing to do with what it is that God said. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen from God's Word how true it is that we need to respond properly to God's Word before it can do what it is that He said it could do for me and you. Responding properly to the Word is what we all have to do. That is, if all the things that God promised us in the Word will actually happen for me and you. So, let's learn to respond to God's Word the way that God wants us to do so that he can do in our lives what he promised that he would do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of you married people out there to do. To all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desires to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay happy pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You'll go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one that you said, I do to. They're the one that you're married to. So come on through. Your marriage will never be the same. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 